You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com slash secure clouds. You gotta try DIY virtual reality, even if you make hideous things, by Clive Thompson. I have zero virtual reality skills. I don't know how to work in Unity, the graphics software engine often used to make immersive worlds. I have little sense for 3D design. But I have a secret weapon, A-Frame, an easy-to-use language released by Mozilla last winter. Based on HTML, it lets anyone quickly type commands that place blocks, spheres, and other shapes into a 3D scene. After an hour of tinkering, I had built a kooky spinning sculpture, put it online, and was ogling it in Google Cardboard. It was super ugly and basically useless, but it was mine. DIY virtual reality has arrived, and things are about to get very interesting in this strange new medium. For years, VR has been hard to create, so only techies could make it. That's fine, they've made cool things, but when people reasonably ask what VR is good for, media professionals struggle to answer. They're trying to figure that out, often by porting existing genres like video games and journalism into headsets. But if you really want to explode the possibilities of a mode of communication, you have to make it easier for amateurs to get in. There are more of them, and they have the time to try crazy stuff. When scientists and researchers created the web, many of them figured it would be for formal, professional communication. Then, GeoCities came along and everyday people barged online, creating sites for bands and fan fiction and diaries. They paved the path for blogging. Mozilla created A-Frame to bring just that kind of experimentation to VR. The Internet's messy, says Mozilla design engineer Casey Yee. He means it as a compliment. The people who made Internet content and the people who consumed it were the same, and that opened a space for breeding new ideas. More tools for noobs are coming. An app called Tilt Brush, bought by Google, lets you paint in the air while wearing a Vive headset. 
Philip Rosedale, the inventor of Second Life, is making server software so you can invite friends into a VR world you've built. Even now you can see the DIY scene emerging. I spent an afternoon wandering through dozens of A-frame creations, including a bunch of meditative environments created by Erica Layton, a designer in Santa Clara, California. One was a grove of sci-fi trees emitting tinkling music. Why? Well, why not? It was kind of peaceful hanging out there. As she tells me, I'll bet there are incredibly strange, weird things that people will do. Mundane ones, too. Cody Brown, an entrepreneur who holds VR events in New York, used Tiltbrush to draw a Father's Day card for his dad. Red, white, and blue words written like graffiti in the air, with snowflakes drifting down around them. He liked it a lot, Brown says, and I can see why. There's something affecting and wonderful about making a personalized virtual reality for someone. Let's be clear, most of the VR created by everyday people will be hideous. GeoCity sites groaned under the baroque cruft of overexcited amateur designers, all blink tags and spinning icons. But down in the muck is also where ferment happens. I suspect people will hit upon odd VR-specific memes, new ways of making jokes, of being crude and idiotic, of talking to and at and past one another. The hits will be things no one, especially not the inventors, can predict. Release the infinite monkeys into VR, and in not too long, someone's going to pound out some Shakespeare. How did you like that last episode? Is there anything we can do to make it better? I'm Raul, and I'm part of the team that brings this spoken edition to you. Help us improve it by sending me your feedback via email to raul at spokenedition.com. Your opinion is very important to us, and we'd love to hear from you. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.